Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And And you're you're about about to to get get jumped. Welcome to episode 87 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Naruto episodes 98, 100, 107, and 108, where walking on your hands makes you a good ninja, teachers talk to their students by tying them up first, and rivals measure their strength by how hard they can punch a water tower. Well, obviously you need to do that, but you're missing so many other things. This episode is also full of people that are going to get drunk at the side of hot water, uh, there's monkeys that are jumping into said hot water with old men. There's, uh, Ooh. an entire plot arc where running is the bestest. Uh, you're missing so much, Blake. I'm going to tell you guys about it here in just a little bit. Let's jump in. Well, welcome. <laughs> welcome to Naruto, everyone. We're back. Oh my god. And uh, so also, I have to say, we got another new listener, I think. It's a personal friend of mine that I've met since moving here, who also says Yu Yu Hakusho is a go. So, everybody out there that's <laughs> feeling Yu Yu Hakusho, your voices are being heard. <laughs> yeah, uh, we have we have a lot of people that are really pushing for Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, I, I do want to point out really quick... <laughs> I want to point out really quick uh, before we begin that we do also have uh, two episodes uh, that we've released on uh, YouTube as well. So these two episodes, one of them is going to be an interview with a fantastic artist. We talked about her, I think, a little bit last time. Uh, her name is Cloverkin. Um, but we released an episode this week as well from Anime Central where we interviewed... Uh, a game creator uh, uh, on a couple of new Robotech games. Yeah, this is for uh, board games um, rather than video games. And uh, it's from a company called Japanime Games. And I think there's a couple of other company titles involved there. It's like a collaboration between them because this guy's like the head of a specific company that's not Japanime, but they're affiliated with Japanime and releasing through them is my understanding. Yeah, so the name of his company is actually called Strange Machine Games, um, and he uh, released two Robotech games, which I tweeted about and dropped it, and uh, Robotech USA and Robotech China also retweeted us, so dope. dope. Um, So uh, we're getting some views there, so you should definitely check that out. That's really cool. uh, I'm really excited by that. <laughs> yeah, um, we we tend to find that like random pieces of of things that we put out all of a sudden will get a, a you know way more listens or way more views than anything else. Yeah, just out of nowhere, like how I'm like like oh. how everybody hates ten ten is one of our most popular episodes, but I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from the fantastic I think, title, I think I think our most most listened to episode is called frustration beef talk oh yeah definitely which is another naruto episode where we just rail on naruto for a little while yeah um before we get started as well we have also had a a couple of people talk to us um over social media which we always uh we always really like um one of the shows that 
um, that talked to us specifically um, is a, a podcast that's just starting to release their episodes. Um, so if you wanna if you wanna check them out, Anime Infinite Podcast. I listened to their first episode. It sounds like they're just getting on their feet. Um, but I, I definitely always want to support people inside of the community. What, um, what are they doing? Podcasters. Like what's their podcast um, like? Their, their podcast is mostly just like talking about stuff, okay. um, which I, I, I appreciate, you know, like I, I was a big fan of, uh, of Nerdist before it kind of imploded. When yeah. Chris Hardwick did some terrible things. Um, and I, I do, I do like podcasts where people just kind of shoot the shit for like two hours talking about something they're fa- passionate about. Okay. And if you really think about it, we're, we're talking about, you know, really specific episodes as we go through. Yeah. But also this is what we would be doing if we were shooting the shit of it, like an anime con or just hanging out over the weekend anyways. Yeah, that's so, I mean, fair. Like, I definitely totally get that. I've definitely felt the limitations of our format every once in a while, where I was like, I really want to talk about this show that I'm watching, <laughs> but we're busy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, uh, before we go too far down a rabbit hole, we should go ahead and jump into these episodes um, yeah. Blake is going to be telling us about some episodes that matter to the over arc of the show. Um, I am going to be the guy telling you about filler episodes. Uh, so, so. Um, yeah, so Naruto is infamous for filler episodes. I would say, so I know we've talked about this before, but it's been a little bit and it's really relevant today. So as I said at the beginning, we are covering episodes 98, 100, 107, and 108, which means that we are... The last episode that we covered in our previous Naruto episode was 96. So we're skipping 97, 99, and 101 through 106. We're actually skipping more episodes than we're covering. And Spencer fell on the blade and watched all of them. So... um yeah, so Dragon... And let me tell you, it was not worth it. Yeah, well, we we both <laughs> knew that was going to be true before you did it. And I told you, and you were like, I'm going to do it anyway. You masochistic fuck. <laughs> so, so uh, Dragon Ball Z became famous for filler, but nobody realized that it was filler. They just thought Dragon Ball Z was stupid in this one way. Which is the power-up episodes, where they spend the whole episode yelling loudly and becoming more powerful. Which is like, I don't know, a panel to a page in the manga. But they needed some time for the manga to have a week or two to get ahead so they could then animate that story. And uh, eventually people got wise. And I think Dragon Ball Z actually did this once or twice. But uh, it really hit hard once the sort of big three of our youth came out, which was Naruto, Bleach, and One Piece. Each of those series have, in various formats, long stretches where none of the episodes matter. And that is filler. It's not that the filler episodes are always bad. They are usually just noticeably different than the canon episodes. There's something missing. And in my opinion, the thing that's missing is the ability of the writers to do anything that matters because you have to have the characters end up where they started out so that the story can continue from that point. Uh, So Naruto's starting to do that here. We've had a a filler episode here and there, but for the most part, it's been 
canon if maybe a more slowly told canon than strictly needed. Now we're starting to skip over episodes. And in fact, once we finish the arc that we're starting today, we will get to a period of over a hundred episodes where there is no more canon content. Like you can literally stop watching Naruto more than a hundred episodes from the end of it. And you have seen all of the Naruto story that you would find in the manga. Nothing else matters or makes a difference in the storyline as a whole. And then you just skip to Shippuden, which is what we will be doing on this show. And God help you, Spencer, if you watch all of those episodes. I I do not believe that I can bring myself to ever watch those episodes again. It's too much. I I, mean, I remember watching uh, maybe 20 of them when it was on Cartoon Network and being like, what the hell happened to this show? (laughs) And then that was when I learned about filler. And Bleach does it differently. Bleach has like... They'll have one every other season almost be a full season's worth of filler content, which in Japan is like 50 episodes because a season is a year. So it's a lot to get through and the content, it just feels different. There's some cool, cool concepts, but they never seem to feel fully realized. And I don't, I'm not familiar personally with One Piece's filler content, but I know that they have filler content similar to Bleach where it starts to come up more and more and it's like a full season of like an anime only adventure that has to get the characters back to the place they were when they started. Um, yeah. So, so so we should go ahead and jump into what Naruto is previously shown us and what is actually going to matter to these episodes. Yeah. So Naruto is a story about a world of ninja. They are of course, anime ninja. So they use their, um, anime energy, which in this show is called chakra in order to do cool, amazing techniques like breathing fire or smashing the earth into pieces. Not like the whole earth, of course. Well, maybe, maybe later. But uh, so Naruto is our main character, and he is uh, right now a young, like preteenish uh, ninja in training. He started off as this kid that was super annoying and sort of an attention hog. And we learned that he was an attention hog because he was an orphan. And because he was the unfortunate recipient of a giant fox demon that destroyed the Leaf Village and killed a lot of people way back in the past. Uh, That demon was sealed inside of his body as a way to prevent its its destruction from continuing. And everybody in the village knows it. Nobody was allowed to talk about it. So they all just shunned him and he didn't know why. And he would act out to get attention. Since the start of the show, he has uh, graduated from the Ninja Academy, joined a ninja in training team, and has become much more powerful, especially recently. And his power level seems to be going up fairly quickly. Uh, He's also a lot more disciplined. He has gone from being the character who is kind of a fuck up to being the character who kind of knows what he's doing, but maybe does things differently than other people would. Um... So he's really progressed quite a bit. Um, The other major character here is his teammate, Sasuke. Sasuke also has a bad childhood because Sasuke is also an orphan. His entire clan was murdered by his older brother uh, when he was much younger because they are the Uchiha clan. And the Uchiha have this powerful uh, trait that they are born with called the Sharingan, which means that their eyes change color and are able to perceive things differently than the regular eye of any normal shinobi. 
That gives them a huge advantage in battle, and it is one of the Leaf Village's most powerful techniques. However, uh, Sasuke's older brother murdered them for some reason way back in the day. That has left Sasuke an orphan with a huge chip on his shoulder, whose only goal is to reunite with his brother to kill him for what he did. Um, Sasuke recently did reunite with his brother. That's a guy named Itachi, whose American voice actor we interviewed recently at Anime Central. And I definitely watched these in the dub, and it was really cool to hear his voice. So I liked that. So Itachi was looking for someone, and we were led to believe that it was Sasuke, because we thought that the grudge kind of went two ways, but it turned out to be Naruto. And he wanted Naruto for some sort of organization called the Akatsuki, We don't know too much about them just yet, but we know that they want Naruto because of the fox inside of him. Sasuke was pretty wounded by the fact that Itachi didn't care about him and wasn't actually looking for him. And it's a really complicated thing because Sasuke has been looking for Itachi and now he's found out that Itachi doesn't even really think about Sasuke. When he ran into Itachi, he was told by Itachi that he didn't have enough hate to beat him and that he never would, which uh, is kind of a weird thing to say. But Itachi, or sorry, Sasuke seems to be interpreting that as you're not strong enough to beat me and you never will be. And so he's frustrated by that because it's been his main goal this whole time. And finally, he and Naruto have been rivals this whole time, and part of their rivalry has been that Sasuke is something of a savant, and things come very easily to him, and he's much more powerful than the average kid his age. Naruto is the opposite. He's an idiot, he has trouble getting things, and he's not that strong, or skilled, or smart. And now, that has changed. Naruto has gotten smarter, more disciplined, more powerful, and he's starting to sincerely rival Sasuke. And Sasuke is feeling his worldview rocked by that as well. So Sasuke's having a hard time. And to top it all off, he has been very badly physically injured and is in the hospital. Um, I think the last one I need to mention, which I didn't put on my previously on, but I know what's going on. So the village needed a new leader. The leader is called the Hokage, affectionately referred to on our show as the ninja president of the village where our characters live. Naruto just got back from a quest to find the new one. Her name's Tsunade, and she is back ready to take up that mantle. She is also a powerful medical ninja, and she is seeing to another injured character named Rock Lee, who recently was injured in a fight that has left him bedridden for quite a while. Um, His body was kind of badly crushed in places, and Rock Lee is a physical attacker, so not only is his body important generally as a ninja, but it is arguably more important to him than the average ninja. And so mm-hmm. he's been on crutches this whole time, and he is wondering when and how he's going to get better. And that takes us to our first episode of 98. Nope. Before we get there, we have oh. 97. Hmm? Um, so... <laughs> So, uh, 97 is going to be a filler episode. You can skip it if you want to, uh, but if you want to have uh, some hijinks and shenanigans inside of a um, a hot spring... If you, you want to have totally a moderately enjoyable episode. time that doesn't matter at all, 97's your <laughs> ticket. So, this episode has a couple of things that I want to point out before we can move forward to actual episodes. The first one is anime joking inside of Naruto. Um, a lot of times it doesn't work. Most of the time it doesn't work. 
these episodes, it really doesn't work. Um, <laughs> so there's going to be like a, a series of jokes where Jiraiya is instead of a hot spring and he's waiting for girls to join him because it's a co-ed hot spring. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first time that happens, it's a bunch of monkeys. The second time it happens and they zoom out again, it's a bunch of fat guys. The third time it zooms out and it's a bunch of old ladies that have gotten to the hot springs. And the fourth time it zooms out and it's just all three at the same time with Jiraiya and the hot springs. Um, it's not funny a single time. Uh, you know, the only like, time it is... You know, like in the in the 90s when people, when like the movie studios were like, let's make a comedy movie. What kind of movie can we make? And they were like, I don't know, but it's going to have a monkey. Mm, yeah. That's this. The only time it kind of works is the last one where Jiraiya is basically passed out in the hot springs because he's been in there for so long. And the the girls finally show up to see a like floating naked man just like laying in the hot springs. And they're like, oh god! And then they leave. <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, the other thing that's happening inside this episode is that uh, Tsunade is uh, is being chased by a couple of guys from a village that she owes a debt to. Um, they are going to try to catch up with her. There's a whole shenanigan thing where people are, uh, uh, you know, uh, God, Shizune is going to dress up like Tsunade so that she can trick these people into thinking it's it's her so that she can, like, take them out. There's a couple of cool moments where she, like, spits needles, like she always does to knock people out. Gosh, These guys so that are after cool. them, by the way, Why don't that they are use her more? Debt co- I don't know. The guys that are debt collectors, by the way, they are not elite ninjas. They are just two idiots that are not good at anything. Um, and they are going that to be sounds, beat up by Naruto. Uh, a little too close to home for us on this podcast. <laughs> so... <laughs> They're gonna they're gonna first get beat up by Naruto, then they're going to get beat up by Shizune, and then they're gonna finally catch up with actual Tsunade and find out that the debt has already been paid. They can go home, they don't need to worry about that anymore. And Tsunade is just like, Yeah, I always repay my debt. And then there's a joke where Shizune like looks at the camera and she's just like, She repaid one of her debts. She has so many more. <laughs> Ah, uh, Tsunade Lannister always pays her debts. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 98. Episode 98. Uh, do you want to give the title, or uh, am I doing it since you're doing the filler thing? Okay, so episode 97, by the way, was uh, Kidnap Naruto's Hot Spring Adventure. This um, one is called, in episode 98, Tsunade's Warning Ninja No More. So, Konohamaru, that's uh, the grandson of the previous Hokage who was killed and is now being replaced. Uh, he's upset because his grandfather was killed and is now being replaced. Uh, Tsunade is around and he, I guess, kind of warms to her in a really uncomfortable way. Um, she is starting off her tenure in the village by doing the medical thing. So she goes around, she helps Kakashi, who was injured in his fight with Itachi, get back up on his feet. And specifically, he gets back up on his feet, but he's pretty shaky still. He is still healing, and he's healed enough to leave the hospital. But he really shouldn't be doing much more than that. And Naruto is going to see this and is going to talk to his old teacher, Iruka, and ask him why Kakashi is up and about when he's still clearly uh, healing. Specifically, Kakashi is going to accept more ninja missions 
in order to, uh, instead of like staying at home and being on bed rest, like he probably should be. Naruto realizes that that's not really the correct order of operations and is questioning Eric about that. And there's a really interesting geopolitical reason for it, which is essentially Eric tells Naruto that the village has been seriously weakened. They just got attacked. There was massive destruction. They were invaded by a mysterious force suddenly, and it was a huge deal. A lot of them are injured, and their ninja president is dead. And while the new one's here, she hasn't been sworn in yet. So their village is super weak. And the thing about Naruto's world is that there's multiple ninja villages. This is just one of them. And they all stay together in a state of tenuous peace. So they have alliances, but those alliances maybe are built on an understanding of mutual strength. And so basically it's kind of like if we attacked them, they would hit us back and it would lead to a bad war with a lot of casualties and wouldn't end up really being worth it versus like just being able to steamroll over them or having a totally amicable relationship. So Erika is essentially like all of our ninja have to be on missions if possible, because we have to project as much strength as we can so that the other villages in the world around us don't realize how weak we are, because that makes us vulnerable and we aren't strong enough to fend off another attack right now. So we have to pretend like everything is normal so that nobody tries anything. And it is fascinating and unfortunately the story's not about that so we don't really get to see the like moving chess pieces of these nations but i'm glad that they touched on that because i really enjoyed it um so now sunade is going to go and examine rock lee she's going to see what happened to him and she will uh hit rock lee's sensei uh mike guy will also be there she will explain to them that it is honestly a complete miracle that Lee is alive right now and that he can walk at all because there are bones in his spine that were shattered by the event that happened to him. Um, she examines him for a while and is basically like, there is pretty much nothing we can do for you. You should start to plan a life ahead of you that is not about being a ninja. And that is sort of her pronouncement at the end of the episode. And that leads us into, uh, well, it would lead us into episode 100, except there's a filler episode between then and there. Yeah, there's there's an episode in between that is super not important. Um, this episode is The Will of Fire Still Burns. Um, this episode, I swear to God, it is a... It, it, it tells you basically nothing it 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 recaps the last episode and then it has a lot of feeling moments where they're just all looking at each other and that's basically all that happens it's... i don't care about this episode enough to keep on talking about it yeah i read a summary of it and i was like it sounds like it's almost worth it because sunade just told lee this terrible thing and lee and all of his friends are going to be dealing with it but they yeah. don't deal with it in the story of the manga. And so when they deal with it in the show, it's filler and it feels like it. It feels like people are just spinning their wheels and repeating things in a way that isn't emotionally effective. 
at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, so episode 100, Sensei and Student, The Bond of the Shinobi. I stole it from you because we're doing a different thing today, and I'm going to do that now. <laughs> so Rock Lee has basically decided not to go through with the surgery proposed by Tsunade. She said that there was something she could do, but that it would be extremely difficult to get it right. Chances of success are low, and chances of Lee dying are possibly higher than the chances that he will that the surgery will be successful. So it's kind of not worth it, and Lee is deciding against doing it. However, he is then going to think back to his past, and essentially his past is that he is a really unique ninja in that he is unable to do ninjutsu or genjutsu. So there's three different type of jutsus. The third one is taijutsu, which is basically physical attacks. Uh, ninjutsu are the really cool special effects attacks, and genjutsu are, me- are mental attacks or illusions. So Lee has like no talent for any of this, and he's really good at taijutsu. But he's really good at taijutsu because he realized that he couldn't do the other two things and decided to push himself really hard to become great at taijutsu. And that is the reason he was able to edge over the line and pass the tests that sort of require you to do ninjutsu. Um, Part of the reason he developed this um, totally uh, focused work ethic is that he... um, he met this guy named Mike Guy, who would end up becoming his sensei and who immediately became his mentor. Mike Guy pushes himself really hard. He has an ongoing rivalry with Kakashi, and each time they have a rivalry, uh, sort of the, each time they come to like blows or whatever, I mean, it's a friendly rivalry, but every time they compete, Mike Guy sets a challenge for himself that if he loses the competition, he will do something. And the something is usually like anime absurd, like physical training. So like he'll walk like five miles on his hands through the village or something like that. And so he does this stuff. Lee sees it and questions him on it. And Mike guy is basically like, if I don't give myself these things, I don't feel like I'm going to progress. And I don't think about it as a punishment to myself. I think about it as part of my training to get stronger. And that really inspires Lee, and that pushes him to try harder and harder and to push further and further. Um, Mike Guy also is kind of reflecting on this because he loves Lee like a son. And uh, he is going to Lee because he wants to be there for him and help him make this difficult decision. And Lee realizes or reveals to Guy that he's not really thinking that he's going to get the surgery And this is sort of dubious, but I get it, but it's kind of dubious. So Mike Guy is like, no, you should do it. (laughs) And like, remember, this is probably going to kill Lee and not work. And so it's weird for him to tell him that. You would think like the correct advice to get from an adult in this situation is uh, you should not die. It's not like being a ninja isn't everything. There are tons of people in this world who aren't ninja and you will find a new passion. Uh, That's not the advice he gives. He says, I understand how hard you've worked for this and I understand how hard it would be for you to lose it and you should get the surgery. And if you die, I will die too. Um, Mm. So it doesn't, 
it's not great. This isn't great advice, but in the confines of the story, it works fairly well. So I'm going to give it a pass, but uh, it's not good advice. So yeah. Anyway, the other thing that's happening inside of this episode. (laughs) Oh, did you want to talk? Oh yeah. Konohamaru is going to be uh, having a lot of feels about his dead granddad uh which like i get it it's that your was granddad. so many episodes uh, ago konohamaru move on yeah anyways he's gonna have all the feels he's locked himself up in a room um he ends up getting busted out of this room um not actually to get him but uh, instead of to get him it is tsunade breaking in so that she can get a book so that she can study harder uh to become a better hokage and also to make sure that she understands how she can take care of this this kid that she wants to make sure can become a ninja again because that's the only thing that he's ever really wanted to do, um, which is really nice. And at the end of this episode, she is going to finally have a moment where she's taking up the mantle of Hokage and they accept her. Yep. So now it's time for Fiddler Palooza. Okay, so here we go. So there is one... Ep- uh, okay, so what I'm about to tell you is a little bit hard to hear from some people that really don't like to skip episodes, but there is, uh, there are six episodes in, in a row. Um, uh, they have one episode that is good. And then <laughs> the other five. Um, so here we go. The first one is called gotta, uh, gotta see, gotta know Kakashi sensei's true face. This episode is great. Um, it is, uh, the comedy works really well. Um, there are a couple of fake out moments where like they, they trick you into thinking that he is going to like look a different way after he takes off his mask. But basically the, the three that are training underneath Kakashi, that's going to be Naruto, Sakura and Sasuke are really interested to see what's under Kakashi's mask. This episode is also very well animated and also has like a great, bunch of foil idiot characters that are going to be introduced in this episode. It's like these three guys that are obsessed with fighting Kakashi. And the reason why they're obsessed with fighting Kakashi is because he ended up, uh, like breaking up their weird, uh, like one of the guys was trying to like propose to this woman in the middle of nowhere at night while she was walking home. And so like two ninjas come up from behind and she's like, Oh God, I'm about to be killed. And then another ninja comes up on like a a rope swing in front of her. And he's just like, I'm pledging my love to you. And she's like, no, I don't want it. And he's like, but I have money too. And she's like, I don't care. I said no. And Kakashi's just like, hey, idiots. She said no. Because Kakashi, by the way, has been hanging out in the bushes, uh, <laughs> reading his smutty magazine book. And like, so Kakashi's like, in the bushes reading erotica late at night yes great yes exactly so glad while this is happening in front of him (laughs) so anyways uh kakashi ends up beating up these guys they get upset about it the woman just like i I am assuming she leaves because uh or runs off in horror because a guy was hiding in the bushes who was fighting a bunch of three idiots that try to randomly profess the professor love to her um Whatever. They are going to be after Kakashi as well, and throughout these episode, this episode, there's a bunch of, like, 
uh, silly moments where they try to get uh, Kakashi to take off his mask by getting him ramen. Um, right when he is about to get ramen, though, he is interrupted um, uh, by like three of the other people coming in. It's like uh, Kiba and um, oh god, whatever. Shikamaru and are this moment. Yes. Um, they're gonna come in and, I don't know, interrupt. And they don't get to see his face. Then they go to a hot spring, and then instead of showing his face, it's underneath, like, a mask. Um, there's a whole bunch of moments inside of this episode where you never get to actually see his face, but at the end, they're like, can we just see underneath your mask? And he's like, underneath this mask, there's... And he shows, and it's just another mask. (laughs) And I was just like... That's a great joke, you guys. Yeah. Um, this episode, we actually considered watching it as part of our normal coverage because it's so famous and well-known. But it is technically yeah, it's filler. it's a lot of good hijinks. But it's worth watching if you're interested in a comedy episode. Yeah. You'll also have a sort of uncomfortable moment where, like, you'll see the other, like, the other ninja kids um, becoming better at their, you know their different ninja abilities and one of the moments is with uh with kiba and his dog and like the dog is just like jumping through the trees peeing on things that's in and one of the real like, episodes i think it's in oh, 107 that's in one of- because i was <laughs> like what the fuck is going on it might be in 100 it's it, i saw that and i was like they're like he's like good good like dynamic marking or something and i was like so the dog's just pissing through the air yeah, and one of the parts is he's just like, see if you can do a barrel roll while peeing, and so yeah. he does it, and he just like pisses on uh, on one of like the the specimen bugs that that uh, that uh, one of the guys is trying Shino. to pick up, and he's just like Shino is trying to pick up, and he's just like, oh great, thanks. Yeah, those um, bugs live inside Shino's body, by the way. Also, yeah, so yeah, it, I was just, uh, but I, I have been practicing my mid pee barrel roll since then. So, uh, you know, Pete's pretty Do upset, a barrel but roll. I'm doing it anyways. <laughs> okay. So after that episode, there are the following, uh, episodes, episode 102 mission, help a friend in the land of tea episode 103, the race is on trouble on the high seas. Episode 104, Run, Dante, Run, uh, Nagi Island Awaits. And episode 105, A Fierce Battle of Rolling Thunder. Um, And then the final episode, 106, The Last Leg, A Final Act of Desperation. So let me tell you about these episodes real quick. Um, We don't need to take more than like five minutes to explain what these episodes are about. So uh, there is this kid. Uh, He turns out to be a younger sibling of one of the trainers. Um, that is in the uh, village hidden in the fire or hidden in the leaf. Um, and that is going to be the amount that he matters to the show at all. Um, then there, it turns out to be these two villages that are in battle with each other for port control, um, in order for them to, uh, decide on who has control and whose family needs to be dissolved they do this long race where you go and you pick up this little orb thing from one of these, uh, one of these shrines. And then you take that orb thing to a different shrine and whoever wins gets to not have their family dissolved, um, or whatever. Um, I paid the least amount of attention to these episodes I could while still watching them. Um, (laughs) so, um, 
there is also a a couple of um a couple of guffins from previous episodes these like three rain uh, village hidden in the rain ninjas um are going to show up again those are the guys that had like the aspirators on in the ganin battle like the uh, one that the Chonin, came out of the trees uh, and had all the clones and stuff yeah 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 oh, okay um, so the race itself is uh consistent of three legs um, the first leg, you have to ride a boat across this big, like, I don't know, it, it seems like the ocean, but it seems like it might also be like a bay. Um, whatever. They're going to get on a boat, take it from one side to the other side. At the other side, you start a foot race, you have to run up to the shrine. It's got a fuck ton of stairs in front of it, and then at the very top, you get your orb, and then after you run down the back down the stairs, you have to run to this other tribe and drop off that. So you have two legs of running, one leg of boating. Um, they get attacked while they're on the boating part by those ninjas I mentioned before. When they get to shore, they get attacked by a different ninja who has an umbrella. Um, and then you find out that Idate is actually from the village hidden in the leaf. He uh, he was training with this other ninja. Um, this other ninja convinced him that he could go ahead and jump the tuning exam and become a guinea. And the way that he could do that was by getting him this like special sword and this special scroll. And it turns out what he was doing was actually working as a double agent for a different village hidden in, in, in the rain. Um, and, uh, he wanted this sword so he could become more powerful and also the scroll. Um, so... They end up chasing, chasing, chasing. They catch up, and right before they finally catch up with the other runner, who is um, part of the other family, he's a little bit corrupt, but mostly just an asshole. It's like a tortoise and the hare situation, where the hare is a little bit of a dick, and the tortoise is going to get there eventually. I think the um, point of that story is that the hare is a dick. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so... There is a fight that happens inside of these episodes. Actually, there's a couple of fights, but there's one fight in particular that is okay. It is the fight between Naruto, Sasuke, Sakura, and this other ninja that they're fighting against. Um, the ninja, I don't remember his name. I think it's, it's not Aoi. important. Uh, what? I think it's Aoi. A-O-I. Oh, well, Which is like it doesn't matter. Sky or something or blue. I don't remember. Yeah, he he does not matter. Um, so he is uh, going to fight with this badass sword that's like made of lightning that apparently the second Hokage used to use. Um, it's like the the sword of the Thunder God, which is a really cool name, and it's actually a pretty sweet sword. But instead of doing cool things with it, uh, such as fighting with it like a lightsaber and cutting people, instead he's going to hit people with it, and they're going to be like electric shocked, like it, when Pikachu hits people with electric shocks in fucking Pokemon, the animated series. And it is going to be basically nothing to anybody, except for Sasuke, who is going to use his... Um, Oh god, I keep wanting to call it Raikiri. Um, but his Chidori on his uh it, on he's like, You have an electric sword, I have an electric hand, and he slams it into it, and for some reason the bolt of electricity that comes out of this fucking sword, this lightsaber, gets a crack in it, which makes no sense to me, because it is a sword made of electricity, but whatever. Um yeah, it's a, uh, it's a sword Sakura. made out of filler arc, so that's why it gets cracked. Because <laughs> it doesn't actually yeah, exist. Yeah, for real. 
Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Um, anyways, Sasuke is going to be knocked out and then thrown off of a cliff. Uh, Sakura is going to barely catch him before he hits the ground. Um, and he's going to be very hurt, apparently, because they had to get him back into a bed, I guess. Um, yeah, so, he has to uh, be injured in a way that is similar enough to the way that he was injured by Itachi so that he could be in the same spot for the re-picking up of these episodes, which is exactly what Yeah, happens. basically. Yeah. So the other thing that is going to happen is that Naruto is going to use Rasengan and he's going to be able to see where the crack is in the lightning sword and he's going to be able to hit it strong enough to where it breaks through the sword and it ends up hitting this other guy. And instead of doing a cool animation where he like, you know, gets blasted with like a hole of a Rasengan or ends up like exploding or something like that. Instead, he's just going to jump into the air and spin around a lot and then fall into the water below because they didn't know if they wanted to recycle this character in the future. So we had to throw him in the water. Um, And then they end up having a foot race at the very end where he catches up. Uh, Idate catches up with the other guy from the other village. Um, Then he wins. Then it turns out that, uh, it is illegal to carry somebody part of the way. By the way, at some point, Naruto carries him on his back, and then um, he is going to uh, be disqualified for just a moment by the other village, and then the feudal lord that is watching all of this happen is just like, there is no rule like that. Also, you people are terrible of the other clan, so I'm going to dissolve your family. And so apparently that can they can do shit like that. So he loses on a technicality and then it said wins on a technicality. Yeah, basically. Um, and that is the end of this filler arc. Um, it is, it is dumb. It is nigh unwatchable. Um, it is not good television. Yeah. Um, I did did not watch it. Uh, but I remember watching it as a kid. And being, like, not realizing that it was a filler arc. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, there's a race. There's a sword made of lightning, which I tend to be really partial to lightning powers. And there was cool stuff happening. And there's the return of those characters. And that was cool. And there was some new characters that were interesting. And then it just, like, doesn't go anywhere. (laughs) Which is the curse of the filler arc. So. Yeah. I would say at this point, if you wanted to skip these episodes, you can totally do that. This arc doesn't matter at all. Uh, yeah. Um, the only the only thing that you're going to get from this is finding out that there is a character you didn't know about that is not going to be plot relevant because he is he's uh, a, filler a relative. Well, he's also a relative of a character that is also not important to the main arc of the show. Yeah. He's just like a side character they decided to give backstory to. That's such a filler thing where they're like, well, who can we use that the author is not going to use? <laughs> and that's yeah. what they did here. Anyways. Yeah. It's just the, the, uh, like I, so I skipped it and the story didn't skip a beat at all. If you skip this, the only thing that happens is that they try very briefly to make it relevant because in the show, this arc happens and Sasuke is re-injured because of it. So at the start of episode 107, he is going to have a flashback to what happened in those episodes very briefly to be injured. So if you skip them, you will have this moment where he flashes back to something that just happened that you didn't watch but if you just mentally replace that with what happened earlier when he got beaten up by his brother, 
which he will then pretty much immediately also think about, then you're good. And nothing else, like, you literally won't even notice that you skipped anything. Yeah. So, so then we get to a couple of actually amazing episodes. I had forgotten how good and interesting the rivalry between Sasuke and Naruto gets um, when the show really leans into it and starts getting into this part of the arc. Um, I love these episodes. Um, so episode 107, the battle begins Naruto versus Sasuke. Um, First, this episode, it, it starts with on. a new intro. You say it starts with a new intro. I have been watching those new intros for like six episodes already. So yeah, well, get over yourself. That's your like. fault. Uh, also, this is my favorite intro, hands down. Uh, I think yours was the most recent one, the Fighting Dreamers one. This is easily my favorite. I love it so much. Oh, we oh, we oh, we oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this intro is dope as hell. The animation's great. Also, I noticed that in there's a scene in the animation where like six of the characters are running across the screen and they're all doing a naruto run except choji who's doing a normal person's run and i thought that was interesting <laughs> so choji uh, needs those extra like swinging arms so uh-huh. that he can keep his equilibrium but he's going the same speed so like i don't know does that mean choji's actually like low-key super the super fast like because I always read the Naruto arms back as them like being streamlined and also running so fast that their arms are just kind of held back behind them. But Choji's running normally, so I assume he can go like twice as fast and have no problems. Yes. So here's the thing that I learned by watching uh, science videos this week. Hold on, we gotta have a quick science time. Blake and Spencer Um, Science Corner. Yeah, so really quick, uh, there was this, uh, I I watched these videos that are done by, I think it's Insider, and they do this, like, whole thing about how you can almost, it's almost impossible to do different things. They have a whole series on it, it's really cool, they did this one about, like, how you can, it's almost impossible to skip a stone more than 88 times. Um, and it's, it's really cool. But one of the things they also talked about was how it's almost impossible to run faster than a nine second, um, hundred meter dash. Um, so right now, like the world record is like 9.53 and they talk about how, when you're running, one of the things that you're doing is doing additional pressure with your arms. And one of the reasons why you do that additional pressure with your arms is because you want to keep the weight balanced between your two sides. And so when you're when you're pumping and running, you should be pumping your arms as hard as possible, which makes me think that the Naruto runners don't know what the fuck they're talking about, except for apparently Choji, who it was like, wait a minute, you idiots are still running like this? Didn't you know it's better to keep your balance on each side while pumping your arms and you'll run faster? Yeah. Don't take it from me, guys. Take it from fucking Usain Bolt. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) So, whatever. Uh, Anyway, we're going to get a brief aside to Shikamaru. He's the only Genin that was promoted to Chunin as a result of the Chunin exam. Part of that is because the Chunin exam was interrupted. And basically, he goes before Tsunade and a Council of the Elders, where they're like, yeah, so here's the deal. The tuning exam was interrupted. We weren't going to promote anybody because it didn't finish. However, 
you were basically the third Hokage upon watching your match recommended you so highly that we're going to go ahead and promote you to Chunin. Um, so some background on that is, if you remember, Shikamaru's fight was essentially him outwitting his opponent. And he didn't want to fight, but he did it because he's he's lazy, but he's also smart. And he then outwits her, but it doesn't... He, he basically runs out of energy before the end. And so he kind of wins by getting her stuck because his power traps people. But then he's not able to hold her because he, his power takes a lot of energy. And so uh, essentially what what ends up happening is that the third Hokage, the guy who was killed in this invasion, saw that this guy's a tactical genius and that is worthy of promotion. The other ones didn't have a chance to really stand out in a particular way. So he's the only one that gets promoted here. Um, yeah. That's about that. There's going to be some celebration shit. It's not important. Meanwhile, uh, Naruto and Sasuke are going to reach a boiling point uh, where they are wanting to test their powers against each other. Um, Naruto, as you've learned before, has learned the Rasengan, um, and uh, and uh, he Sasuke has learned the Jidori, and they want to test these two against each other. They're also kind of at each other's throats in a really... Uh, I can never really tell what sparks it other than them being rivals and it should spark it. Yeah, their rivalry seems to shift up a couple of gears overnight. And I don't get exactly where it's coming from from Naruto, although I will admit that Naruto has always felt this rivalry fairly passionately. And he is now able to sort of match Sasuke in a lot of ways, in a way that he hasn't been since pretty much the last time he saw Sasuke. Um, Sasuke, you could make the argument that this is the curse mark. So Orochimaru left this um, curse on uh, Sasuke, essentially, that is able to give him more power but it kind of takes over his body when it does it, and it seems to be affecting his mind. And I think that that is the explanation here. And then Naruto's rivalry has just been kind of bubbling under the surface as a sort of resentment of the fact that Sasuke is naturally good at any everything when Naruto wasn't. Sasuke was powerful when Naruto wasn't, and Sasuke was kind of a dick about it. And so I, I understand if you have to, I think that that's how Sasuke becomes so upset and that's how Naruto is able to match him. Also, I did mention at the beginning, Sasuke's worldview has been shaken to its core. His whole deal is that he's going after Itachi, and he just realized that Itachi was looking for Naruto, who Sasuke has also been in a rivalry with, and a rivalry that had him always in a comfortable lead. He now no longer feels that he's in a comfortable lead. He now understands that Naruto is some a target of a, a mysterious organization, for some reasons related to Naruto's power and that his brother is a part of that organization and has told him to his face that he doesn't care about him and that he will never beat him. So Sasuke's whole world has crumbled. So it does, you know, I'm talking myself into it. It does kind of make sense why he snaps a little bit. Yeah, it's, I guess Naruto is just leaning into the fight with it. Um, this is all going to boil up into a fight on the rooftop 
where uh, Sasuke and Naruto are going at each other. Um, the last moment of this fight is about to be a all-out slam into each other with our most powerful techniques moment when Kakashi is going to appear in between them and break up the fight. This leads into episode 108, Bitter Rivals and Broken Bonds. So Kakashi breaks it up and basically scolds both of them for uh, for using those powerful attacks against each other. He's like, you could have killed one another Surely that's not your intent. We are, you know, we are allies. You can't attack each other full out when you're sparring. And I'm mad at you. Then he goes and tells Jiraiya that he's mad at Jiraiya for teaching Naruto the Rasengan, which he's also shocked that Naruto has learned because he didn't know it the last time he saw him. And that wasn't that long ago. And this technique should be harder than that. And Jiraiya is basically like, you have no leg to stand on in this argument because you taught Sasuke the Chidori. So get out of my face. <laughs> also, yeah, Sasuke... Like, exactly. How the fuck are you supposed to scold people about, like, you know, you learned this crazy technique. No, you taught him first. No, you taught him first. Yeah, get it's like a, it. It's like a, like a teacher slap fight. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... So Sasuke also is going to think that he won the fight, because even though their attacks didn't connect with each other, it turns out that there are these two water tower tank things on the roof, and Naruto and Sasuke both careen into one each. And Sasuke's is punctured with a huge hole that's gushing water, and Naruto's has a much smaller hole that's sort of spurting water, and so Sasuke believes that he won because his attack was stronger. Yeah, it is not the case, though. It's not. It turns out that the other tower is horribly mangled, but you just can't see it from the first thing you see. It was blown out through the back. Naruto's attack destroyed the entire back of his tank, whereas Sasuke's literally just punctured that hole that he was able to see. So his attack was yeah. way worse. Yeah. Meanwhile, Orochimaru is uh, brooding and planning and planning and brooding. That's this um, episode, is- basically, is... Everybody broods the episode. Yeah. So this episode, uh, it it also gives us the introduction again of the Sound Four, which are four of my favorite villains inside of the inside of the entire show. Yeah, they're such good good villains. Um, and I love each one of their specific fights with what like. Okay, we're going to get into a couple of fights that are going to be coming up between like all of the different minor characters that are throughout the show fighting against one of the Sound 4 and all of the fights are fucking fantastic. Yeah, this this arc is actually the last arc of Naruto and it is really fighty. Each fight is interesting. It involves some characters that we've gotten to know but would like to see more of and uh, mm. we get to see more of them. It involves cool villains with cool powers, and it it jumps semi-naturally from one fight to the next and culminates in this great moment that ends the show, even though there's a couple hundred more episodes. Yeah, anyways, um, there is also going to be a fight with Choji, which is one of my favorite fights in the entire show. We will get to that um, next time we get to Naruto, fight. actually. Oh my god, I'm so ready for this fight. Anyways, um, stick with us after this, and we will be talking about what's coming up next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level 6 sound wizard. Level up. Our podcast is ad-free, and we want to keep it that way. 
you want to keep it that way too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B and S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Get Jumped. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New episodes come out every Sunday on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And hey, thanks for listening. Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, we are covering JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, episodes 60 through 63, where we're battling in Egypt. In fact, they're battling in a high-stakes gambling game for their souls, exactly like another high-stakes game, soul-stakes, Egypt-based show called Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! Next week, it's Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh!